0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Before we start today's podcast,
2: a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club, from restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit ShearlarksVIP.com
3: The Sheer Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Lou Half, Heather Steele, and Becky Hall. Hi, everyone.
4: Hi. Hello. Hello.
3: What's everybody been watching this week? Well, I've got two, actually. As you can tell it was a
2: rainy weekend, so yeah. I was indoors for most of it. And everyone's probably seen this, but I finally watched Lion on Netflix. Oh my I, I was in bits. Yeah. Like it, I that's
1: up there with one of those films I've cried. Oh more god. Than any other film. And also
2: I think Nicole Kidman just brings something out in me. I don't know what it is. She's the most incredible actress and she's not even the main character, but I think just the storyline because everyone said to me, Oh, you'll cry and I was like, Oh, I probably won't. I was honestly yeah. in bits. It's so emotive. Dev Patel deserved everything he got for that I mean the little boy oh it was just so good so he's
4: adopted so yeah
2: for background Dev Patel is adopted it's based on a true story and as a child he literally falls asleep on a train and ends up completely away from his family and then he gets adopted but it shows you kind of the life he could have had as well which is just petrifying and then it shows you how he gets incorporated into this amazing life but he always knows something is missing so he gets adopted
3: like upwardly, upwardly socially exactly
2: okay. but I think for him because he has snippets of remembering sort of what his life was as well I think he sort of feels like he's cheating almost mm. so that's kind of and it's set in India yeah the first half yeah and then the second half is Australia I yeah. think But I-, I won't say too much because if people haven't seen it but I- it is so worth it I mean I honestly think you feel warm but at the ending but it is very emotional yeah, and that's that's really I have to say that's
3: why I haven't watched it yeah I, I-, I wasn't wheeze. actually
2: prepared for how upset I'd be and then all Also been watching Endeavour on a Sunday night. I don't know if anyone else has. I feel like no one has, but it's Inspector Morse. So for anyone that knows the books, it's him when he's younger. He is called Endeavour. It's him in his former years, and it's a detective series set in Oxford. It's a bit Midsummer Murders, but (laughs) done in a much better way. And they're all really—I mean, it's murder mystery essentially, but it's also about the corrupt police force as well. And yeah, if you're a fan of the books, it's his former life. So I've been watching that, but I. also do you love Baptiste on a oh Sunday oh my god oh, last night was so
1: good I'm literally on the edge of my seat every episode and they just keep changing what's going on oh like you god think, you think you're on one journey and then suddenly you're on it so sorry somebody else.
3: Baptiste is one mystery an ongoing yes. is Endeavour the same or is it each episode is a different Endeavour's each episode's a different
2: crime but they're two hours long on a Sunday night so I feel like you can That's really cool. get into it yeah, yeah it's quite an investment the final one was last night where is it on ITV okay but you can catch up on it and right. it is worth it if you kind of just want to immerse yourself in something mm-hmm. for two hours but yeah it clashes with batiste and i am a huge fan because i used to watch the missing yeah. which what it was formerly so i've got into the habit of catching up with batiste on a monday yeah. and actually this one already
1: feels yeah. better than The uh, completely and also tom hondler is in it was, who is who uh, is so fantastic yeah, he's incredible um, actor yeah. yeah he yeah, Charlotte you'll time.
3: love it okay i'm excited yeah. how many are
1: there there's been three so far. I think there's six in total or yeah, eight. That's six. Oh god, I don't want it yeah. to end. <laughs> also last week I listened to Ian Traeger's Table Manners podcast, which was fascinating, but also on that I found out that they are doing a competition with Red Nose Day, so you can win the opportunity to watch them filming Table Manners podcast with Richard Curtis. What,
3: like, in their house? <laughs> yes. That's cool. So isn't you that? just sit there? Yeah, isn't that amazing? That I think is that's amazing. A bit weird. Richard
1: Curtis would be so fascinating, mm. and I was looking at all the other things that you can win through Red Nose Day, and you can also win afternoon tea with the Royal Family from the Crown. Oh, my what God. What do you mean? Oh so you can buy them? I think it's Claire Foy, Matt Smith, Vanessa Kirby. That's just the old all, all, the, is That's that that the pretty old amazing. That is amazing. really um, cool. At cool. Richard Curtis's house. So I think it's £10 a ticket. And you can then buy as many tickets as you want. And obviously, all the proceeds go see. to charity. That's, that's so hilarious. hilarious. That's, oh,
3: that's really cool. The thing I'm most surprised about, though, is that Ian Traeger did a Table Manners. Yeah.
1: He was obviously the founder of Studio 54, so he was talking a lot about that. And then now, you know, this is a hotel hotelier. All mm. the hotels he's got and how times have changed. His voice is, like, nothing I expected it to be. Is it not, like, classic New York? Yeah, it's really, really Brooklyn. And it's kind of got a real, like husky kind of... Oh, I don't know. He, you can tell he's a character just from his voice. Yeah. But yeah, fascinating actually. Really
3: good stories. Oh, cool. I'm going to have a listen.
1: And what
4: about you? I haven't watched anything on TV because I've basically been going to bed at about half nine every night because I'm just exhausted at the moment for yes. whatever reason. Well, you were in Japan the I week was, before I was, yes. That was excellent. Yeah. I'm sure I'll talk about it at length another time yeah. when my feature's out. But yeah, I basically haven't watched any TV that's been on at all. <laughs> but I did watch Bohemian Rhapsody finally yeah. on oh. the plane. <laughs> And yes, it was as good as everybody said I it guess. was. I've been listening to Queen ever since. So yeah. yeah, all good things. I
1: heard on the radio this morning that there's a video that's gone viral of him when he's really young and him basically talking about who his idols were. And a he, Rami. Yeah. Ah. And how much he wanted to play.
2: Amazing. Really? Amazing. Interesting.
4: Yeah. And do you think he deserved to win the Oscar? I haven't seen all the films because oh, okay. some of them haven't come out yet for the actual Oscars, but I think, yeah. It's a very good of, piece yeah, of acting. Yeah, his mm-hmm. teeth were great. But I also watched Can You Ever Forgive Me as well. About, which oh, I really enjoy. So, so that's the Richard E. Grant one. Yeah, oh. I know, I mean I really did want him to win just because yeah. of uh, everything that was going oh, on but around but I do think it. so
3: the furore around it was yeah. that he was just basically the least cool person ever so um, about his nomination and he was just so excited yeah. Yeah. all over social media all over interviews just being like, oh, I'm so excited, yeah, which like, was, oh. everyone was lauding as really yeah. refreshing, refreshing,
4: right? Right. definitely um, But I thought that that meant he didn't expect to win at no, all, so didn't. therefore it didn't really matter No, no, I think he was just happy to be there, you yeah. know, and everyone says, I was just Mm Happened to be nominated. He he genuinely was. 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 But he was very good in it. He wasn't in it that much, really. Mainly Melissa McCarthy, who plays a biographer called Lee Israel in the 90s, who does lots of celebrity biographies, but she's kind of running a bit thin on ideas, or her ideas are a bit niche, so nobody really wants to publish what her latest book is. She's skinned, so she ends up stumbling across in the library a celebrity letter from back in the day, takes it into a bookshop, and they Buy it for $125, and they're like, Oh, it's a good one, but it's not that interesting. Like, I could give you a lot more if you ever manage to find some juicy ones. So, from there, she starts kind of manufacturing her own sort of fraudulently written celebrity letters from like the 20s, and then from there, kind of gets. Drunken old Richard E. Grant, who she meets in a bar, kind of involved in the scam, but it's a true story. And uh, yeah, basically, she gets caught by the FBI and faces prison time. But oh, wow. it's just a nice story. The two of them getting to know each other, and they're both kind of come from hardship. And it's just fun, and yeah. it's not very long. It's just a nice is it, that's, character piece. From
3: everything I've read and heard about it, I still can't work out if it's comedic or if it's miserable. It's a what bit is of the both, really, because
4: I think when you see Melissa McCarthy I'm always like primed for fun Mm. but I think she's just so dark and sarcastic that that brings the humor in but then it is set against the kind of you know 90s AIDS backdrop in New York and various other things so there's definitely serious things going on as well but yeah I thought they were both excellent don't think it's Oscar worthy personally but I did enjoy both performances and yeah Richard E. Grant was a sensation as usual so
3: yeah well one thing I have to recommend before we move on is a show I saw last week called Come From Away. Oh, it is be brilliant, amazing. So it is an entirely true story about on the day of 9-11, they shut the American airspace after both planes hit the Twin Towers. But obviously there were planes occupying American airspace at that time. So they had to divert all of those planes. There were 38 in the sky in total. So they diverted them to an island off the coast of Canada called Newfoundland, which is a teeny, teeny, tiny, the people's accents, are sort of half Canadian, half Irish. It's like really just <laughs> isolated in the middle of the Atlantic. Tiny population. And these 38 planes were all sent to this tiny airport. 7,000 people in total landed Mm -hmm. on the island that day. And the people were given like, you know, half an hour's notice. And all these people descended there. These people had no idea what was going on. They weren't told anything because obviously... Everybody was really suspicious amongst the kind of airline industry. People were really suspicious of other people on planes. Nobody really knew anything. So a lot of these people were held on their planes for up to 28 hours. Mm -hmm. Like no food, no water, no entertainment, anything. This is in the days, you know, there were like three mobile phones on the whole plane, that kind of thing. So basically it tells the story of the people of Newfoundland, or Gander specifically, which is an area there, and how they dealt with all these people arriving. And it also tells the story of certain individuals who were on the planes as well. So the cast is only maybe 14 people and they each play two characters. They each play people from Newfoundland and they play somebody from the plane. They end up staying there for just under a week, these people, sleeping in churches and pubs and, you know, whatever space they could find. You couldn't even begin to make up this story. You know, if somebody said, said I've got this idea for a musical, you'd think it was a ridiculous. Oh, it's a musical. It's a musical. <laughs> I know. It's a musical, which, again, sounds so incongruous, but it just works. They handle the whole thing so sensitively and the music there are tone tapping bits because they've got a really strong culture there which has got a kind of western cowboy vibe without being mm-hmm. from that era of the world mm-hmm. and so there are those kind of fun tone tapping bits but then a lot of it is really heartfelt and every person there just had obviously a really really human story people were coming yeah. from all over the world some people didn't even speak English because some of the flights were from Cairo and from Paris and they were going to America for all different reasons some families people were alone people on business people who ended up forging relationships and the reason the people who wrote this musical found out about it obviously it didn't receive much press attention at the time because Mm -hmm. there were other things going on Mm. but on the 10 year anniversary so on September 11th 2011 a large proportion of the people went back to Newfoundland because they had forged such strong relationships across those days that they went back to half as a commemoration of what happened but also as a celebration of what happened that brought all these people together from across the world so it's about that it's about how in just the space of five days something so terrible and huge can affect individuals and it's just I'm going to goosebumps talking about yeah, it it's yeah. so powerful so it, it's amazing
1: it whoever wrote it did they get sort of snippets of information from people that were in that and then translated that into a story yeah so
3: it's one of those things where you know when you come out and you're like I need to google everything <laughs> immediately yeah. so, so having yeah exactly yeah. so having researched it everything was real yeah. basically a documentary was made about the reunion yeah. so the filmmakers I think caught wind of the reunion and went across for that so they got all the testimonies or whatever from people there I'm pretty sure that even when people are speaking on stage a lot of it is like word for word descriptions people are directly playing other people so it's complete testimony you know true testimonies and entirely true stories but obviously kind of dramatised there's not many props or there's not much staging or anything there's a lot of like body movement and Mm -hmm. uh, you know to symbolise things Mm -hmm. but the way they do that the way they symbolise 7,000 people on planes landing it's just incredible yeah Yeah. it's so amazing I can't recommend it enough it's not hideously expensive for London theatre there were decent tickets for like 40 pounds so I really really recommend it it's on at the Phoenix Theatre on Toronto Road Let's talk now about intermittent fasting. From the 5-2 diet to the 16-8 diet, we wrote about intermittent fasting and why it's become pretty trendy recently. Heather, you are the obvious person to start with. Queen of the 5-2. Are you still doing it?
4: Yeah, I really like it. I I ate loads over the weekend because I went back to see my family and we just ate loads. And even, I don't know if it's just because I've got used to doing these fast days now, but this morning I was like, I'm so ready for a fast day. (laughs) Like, I still feel really full and I'm like, I'm so happy that I don't have to...
3: Wow. So it feels like a detox, really.
4: Yeah, whereas usually I just can keep going constantly and I'm perfectly fine. So I don't know if that's just a side effect of that or whether it's just the routine And how long have you been doing it for now? I started doing it in October. Wow. So I've done it a while. It's just kind of a routine now, which is what I wanted it to be. Because my mum and dad do it. My mum a bit more successfully than my dad. (laughs) But yeah, I think it just becomes part of your lifestyle. So it doesn't feel like a diet at all. And And I've had success with it as well, so I'm just kind of keen to keep it up. I'll see how I go. I've got like a goal weight, so I think Mm -hmm. when I get there, I'll probably do six one, and then that's more of a kind of maintenance thing, so it'll only be maybe a Monday, where I'll only have 500 calories.
3: And did you see the results pretty quickly?
4: Yeah, so kind of losing like a pound a week, so Christmas I kind of put a bit on, Yeah, who cares, everyone does. (laughs) So yeah, but generally, I'm finding that if I do it properly, because there have been a few weeks where I've maybe had like seven... 700 calories on one of the days. Mm. I've just been on the train home and I'm like, I'm fucking starving yeah. and I need to eat something. Other, and what do you eat on a 500 calorie day? That's the thing, I'm mixing it up all the time because you have to be really clever. That's the only annoying thing I'd say about doing it, is that basically I try and get as much food as I can into those days. So I won't eat anything until about two or three o'clock. Oh, wow. So I'll have a couple of black coffees and then won't have anything. And then I'll have like a little bit of brown rice and a pack of cooked prawns because they're like filling, but they haven't got many calories okay, it's quite a filling lunch. And yeah. particularly when you've been that starving hungry, mm-hmm. you can get full up quite quickly. Exactly. Yeah, so if, and if I eat it slower than usual mm-hmm. as well, that'll help. Okay. Have a load of sort of green tea or herbal tea in the afternoon. And then when I get back, have like a piece of salmon with some sort of vegetables. Mm. And that's, for me, a good thing at the moment because you feel like you're eating quite a lot. Whereas on other days, M&S actually do some really good ready meals that are only like 230 calories Mm -hmm. so I've had those in the evening and then been snacking hippies because they're not very calorific sometimes I like have those on the train back Mm -hmm. and I can incorporate Mm -hmm. those so yeah you have to experiment a bit I think I'm going to try a juice thing in a couple of weeks there's one company who do your 500 calories in juices so maybe just try that because sometimes it is just annoying because you've really got to plan Mm -hmm. what you're going to eat and when you can't like kind of grab something on the go and the time until like 2pm or whenever
3: you first eat, yeah. are you headachey? Are you moody? No, not,
4: I don't feel like it. I think in the past I've been quite guilty of not having breakfast all the time when I should have been. So mm-hmm. I think in a way it's almost an extension of that, kind of just making it last a little bit longer. But
3: they're now saying that despite kind of all the previous advice that you, to lose weight, you have to mm-hmm. have breakfast. So the sixteen eight, for example, yes. the other diet, which mm-hmm. is where you basically fast for 16 hours a day, so you eat only in a window of eight hours, yes. that's another supposedly proven way of losing yeah. weight with intermittent fasting and that completely deletes breakfast yes. from your diet or you could do breakfast but yeah. you'd then be finished having dinner <laughs> like 3pm yeah. so, so people they, they say well, don't they do like 12
4: to late that's yeah. quite a yeah. sensible
3: way to do it and that's completely eradicating breakfast, breakfast. And, and that yeah. myth I suppose I
4: think for me just when I have breakfast obviously as it's meant to your metabolism kept going mm. keep well, gets started and then that's when I suddenly if I have breakfast I'm starving at 10 o'clock mm. so yeah. I find if I like leave it a bit longer then I'm not kind of absolutely wanting lunch at like 11am. Interesting. Do we think this is a good thing?
3: It obviously works if you're sensible and really on top of it like Heather but do you think it's a slippery slope to starving yourself? I
1: think it is. I was reading this earlier the 168 one in particular they were saying it's obviously good if you're mindful of what you're eating but also there's nothing to say what you should be eating in mm-hmm. those eight hours so you could be just eating... Loads of shit, which mm. is really isn't good for you. So, I personally think it's more about what you're eating rather than when you're eating it. Mm-hmm. That is more impactful.
3: I think the overriding takeaway from this piece is that it's for people who aren't very good at that, isn't it? Yeah. It's for people who mm. need a bit of structure. Yeah. But uh, there's another one: the Warrior Diet. You fast for 20 hours, so you could have like breakfast 10 yeah. o'clock today, and then like. 6am yeah tomorrow. tomorrow but i mean my only experience of fasting is Yom kippur the jewish fast day <laughs> but oh my god you get so hungry yeah. i wouldn't <laughs> want I to do that I, I just don't think that that's a wise thing to put your body through i know what no. it's like but by the time you get to kind of four or five o'clock on those fast days yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just not for. a functioning person mm. and it worries me that people will do it kind of under the umbrella of legitimacy that these kind of native yeah. diets mm. are giving it
0: right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
3: Should you be sleeping apart? That's the question we put to our readers last week. With the launch of a new lane-keeping bed, which encourages partners to stick to their side of the mattress, we're wondering, should we all be sleeping alone, or is that the death of romance? Becky? I
2: feel 50-50 on this. I can understand why people would want to do it because I do agree that I probably sleep much better on my own. I'm less aware of somebody else and I'm less aware of sort of tugging covers or things like that. So I think probably there are a lot of benefits to it. But yeah, I personally think it would be a shame. to You're willing to forfeit a good night's sleep. I'm willing to forfeit
1: a good night's sleep to continue sharing a bed. Lou? I think it's just down to personal preference. My sleep isn't massively affected by my partner being there. I I actually find it more strange when he's not there and very aware but I think for some people you know if you're on different schedules when you go to bed when you wake up in the morning and you do get interrupted by that like and your sleep plan is Mm -hmm. interrupted then I can definitely see the benefits of it so I think it's just down to personal preference really I don't think there should be a like a right or wrong or really a rule I think it's whatever suits you and your partner Mm -hmm. Heather what do you think?
4: Yeah I like sharing a bed but I am excited hopefully at some stage (laughs) this year to get a second bedroom just because I feel really guilty because I'm basically there with the hairdresser are waking up really early every morning. And you're so, the early one. I'm the early one. So, yeah. And also, I liked going to bed earlier as well because so, we live in a studio flat. It's kind of all or nothing. Yeah, you can't okay. really, yeah. if he wants to continue doing whatever, I have to really put my eye mask and <laughs> stuff in to try and go to sleep. And then the other way around, when I get up at like 20 past six, he, yeah as quiet as I try to yeah, be, yeah. he has to wake up. And I often have to get dressed in the dark yeah. as well. So, it would be nice <laughs> to have a separate room to do all the getting ready stuff in yes. it, maybe just to that's a good point that wouldn't disrupt as much I think and yeah. in
3: terms of romance do you think that sleeping together is a key part of that like I don't think anyone's suggesting that you stop having sex but I think it's just for quality of sleep right mm. so do you mm. think that you could do your business and then toddle off into your next bedroom <laughs> or to the next bed <laughs> do you, you tomorrow, yeah I quite like the idea of that I'm not gonna lie we often have, like, good chats when we're somehow
1: in bed. I think sometimes when the light turns off and it's almost like, you know, when you have a sleepover yeah, you yeah. Suddenly, yeah. all day to
4: talk about things and then suddenly you get your best chat. Yeah. so true. So, yeah, I think I would miss that. Yeah. Like, and the first thing in the morning, like, waking yeah. up on a weekend, for example. Quite I tell my nice. Dreams but you don't to. Yeah. have
3: to have separate bedrooms. You could oh, just yeah, have separate true. beds. True. The example
4: yeah. in this was about a lane-keeping
3: bed. Like I don't know, it's a bed with, like, a divider between the two. <laughs> yeah, that I, I could get on board with. Yeah. 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 I think
1: yeah. separate beds sounds nicer than separate De- separate rooms yes. yeah. Uh, yeah it's just more bed making to be yeah.
3: yeah
2: that's true and that also somehow feels a bit more final than just having a separate yeah. yes
3: <laughs> do you think there's a stigma attached to it you know when I was younger if somebody's parents slept in separate uh, bedrooms yeah. that's what people would say about them yeah. Isn't yeah. It? Yeah. Like, like, they have separate beds yeah. yeah, yeah. parents do you think that that will go now I don't know it seems to be more of a trend now or do you think it's still a bit weird I still find
2: it a bit of an odd concept I'm not gonna lie because yeah like you've just said the first thing that springs to mind is all parents that aren't getting on anymore <laughs> Mm. Or, or they might be getting a divorce. So I think it will always have those connotations. How would you go back as well? Yeah, if you decided yeah,
4: to, to try it and then one person was like, actually, I'm going to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I think the key is a
3: really big bed. Like yeah. a hotel yes. room. Bed, yeah. I think that's the only way to do it. You have to yeah. just sacrifice your space that's and go for a, a massive idea. bed because yeah. I sleep a lot better when I'm alone. Mm-hmm. But if we're in a giant bed, then all the things that keep me up, I don't notice. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stealing, yeah that's impossible. so true. Space ceiling. flooring
4: yeah. would maybe
3: be the, the other
1: Snoring the is the other an thing. Issue. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: The only thing that will help that is a separate bedroom.
4: Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. A
3: separate bed won't help Or, like, that. some kind of nasal reconstructive surgery.
4: that would do.
3: Well, this piece says that historically, the marital bed was for romantic endeavours rather than sleep for the Romans and the Victorians sharing a bed for snoozing was seen as unhealthy I quite yeah. like that mm. yeah I, I think we've just changed it haven't we yeah. Yeah, it's not...
1: yeah and it is a bit of a weird concept when you think about like the eight hours you're asleep you're next to another person yeah, yeah I find it really weird it's true
3: and like when you move in together it's like now you have the same bed it's like our bed it's like yeah, well, it's yeah. my bed yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway whether you agree or don't agree do you have a read of our piece and see what you think I feel like we talk about treats and snacks on the podcast quite a lot, but we wrote yet another piece about handbag-friendly, healthy treats, things like best for on-the-go breakfast, best for afternoon snacking, best for vegans and best for pre-gym snacking. So I want to know what are your go-to snacks on the go? Oh, I love a good snack. This I was going to say, this is right <laughs> the yeah. um, Hit us. Pretty much everything on the list, I definitely
1: indulge in. Othien Path, the pea snacks, oh, yeah, are a firm favourite in the office. Charlotte the pooped them at first. <laughs> I'm them
3: confused with something else and then I really um, liked
1: them. Yeah, they come in a variety of different flavours and shapes and... They're just
3: really good. We're not so keen on the disc style ones, No, although we? those are, I think, better for you. And they're less flavoured. Yeah. yeah. I've um, had the balsamic vinegar sort of tubes. The, yeah. so, the, yeah. Yeah. The, the salty tubes are the best, yeah. closely followed by the balsamic vinegar ones. Yes. Oh, I yeah, bet. They're nice they're, yeah. nice. they're
1: so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are so good. And you can buy them like in a little mini for on the go or big family pack, which pretty much lasts two helpfuls. <laughs> Hippies as well, mm-hmm. another yeah. favourite in the office. Yeah. They're made from chickpeas and quinoa, so I think they've got a good protein balance i yes.
4: Love corn. I love this. Yes. Oh, I love corn. It's so good. Corn, yeah. Just very noisy. You I don't was want about to really say, eat that in on In the it. office, I feel bad if I'm crunching down on some love corn. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the MS version as yeah, well, which is, is so so good. the giant corn. Who have not tried that? Oh, I saw so the salted kernels. Yes, they, they are. are. Next. Can mm-hmm. you the get them at the garage? No. No. Oh, okay. No. You've that's got to
3: go to like a proper MS. Righty yeah. righty. But
4: they're bigger than the love
3: corn ones. Mm-hmm. You know, like Peruvian corn? Oh, yeah. It's that. Like the really big pieces. Really salty. Really yeah. salty, oh. really crunchy. Then yeah. I need to get some of that. They're with really the, high in protein as yeah. well. And really good with a drink. Yeah. Yes. Just Perfect if you're not
1: being sexy. I think like <laughs> so many of these snacks now are high in protein. I yeah. think previously, you know, it was just crisp. Totally. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, super salty, high in saturated yeah. fats. Yeah. So I think there are so many good options mm. available. And, you know, at your local no you don't need to go to like yeah. a <laughs> health shop anymore. So That's, you yeah. can't beat a
4: pop chip though, can you? I was lit- really. Pop
2: chips are my favourite thing. I actually am obsessed with
1: pop
4: chips, yeah, but even they're not as bad as you know traditional. No, because so no. they're so pop. To feel too bad. Is exactly that why? Me. Because they're actually pop. Because they're pop. Not, not right. right. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: I think if you just look at the ingredients and stuff, and for me normally when I'm snacking, if there's anything I don't really understand what
4: it is, yeah. then I'm like, I shouldn't, yeah. Yeah. shouldn't this. be be. Yeah.
1: Deliciously Ella. I also love all of those balls. Oh uh, yeah, naked bars. I like naked. Yeah, naked bars, bars are
4: good. Yeah, I do yeah.
1: find
3: they all taste the same though. That would be my only criticism mm. of them. The rhubarb and custard ones definitely got. Oh, more of a oh, sort Oh, no, Bakewell Tarts, Oh, yeah. I quite like the chocolate good. orange one as well. Mm. Yeah, that, that does good. taste like that chocolate orange. That does so. taste mm. Heather,
4: any other favourites? I'm a big, crisp person. I love them. But, so, yeah, I am loving the fact that there are now healthier ones. I don't feel so bad. But, yeah, I think... Hippies are definitely yeah. my mm-hmm. my current. Even like W H Smith has got such a huge variety. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you know train stations often that's yes. where you pick up your. So like, yeah. day. I would occasionally be like, if I'm being bad, like yeah. I need some crisps to get me through. But now, yeah, you can scrub mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, you, you don't feel quite so bad, or no. you can have two, and it's <laughs> the same. Well, and that that works, that works that's like my with pop chips. They're healthy, <laughs> <laughs> but I eat a family size.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah it's like
1: four in a packet. Yeah, What
3: about you? Well, mine was going to be pop
2: chips. I yeah, boring. I know, but I am obsessed with them, honestly. In my old job, everyone used to take the piss out of me because I would stockpile on pop Shit. salt and vinegar. And then... Oh, salt oh, and vinegar, interesting. Salt and vinegar, oh, yeah, definitely.
4: Yeah. Oh, no, definitely I like plain. vinegar. I know. I also prefer play the ridgy ones rather than oh, the flat ones. I love trying those. I saw them the other day. Yeah. I'm yeah. I haven't out. seen a
3: ridgy one.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah there'll
3: be more
4: flavour in those, even better. When I think of Reggie, I just think of, like, salt and vinegar McCoy's. Yeah, McCoy's, salt McCoy. Oh, yeah, McCoy, Oh, yeah, my
3: God, the yeah. Oh, the, Rich heavy. the oh, oh, just, when you
4: are yeah, hangover, that event, and a yeah. Ribena.
2: Oh. Oh. Yes. oh, amazing. We had those the other day. To yeah. yeah. salt and vinegar yeah. McCoy's. Yeah. We were oh. not hungover. No, no, I yeah, <laughs> just like to point out,
3: just being weedy. I we have a lot.
2: But yeah, pop chips and the love corn. That's it for healthy. But I have got a bit partial to putting mini eggs in my bag at the moment. Okay, it's got out of hand. It's the season. In a it's the
3: season. <laughs> well, I really love the clear spring nuts. These oh, are yes. healthier. Which are, oh, like, yeah. little, do you know what I'm saying? They're really little packets. You can get them on a Cardo, Planet Organic. I haven't seen them in a supermarket yet. But Whole they do. Health foods them as well. Health foods, yeah, exactly those kind of places. But they do almonds, cashews, and pumpkin seeds, I, I think. Like, they are roasted yeah, in soy. Yeah, I know soy. the yeah. ones. Yeah. Yeah. They're mean. They're good. So good. And like, you know when you just need a savory pick me up? Yeah. Like, yes. Just something to, particularly when you're sitting at your desk and you're yeah. kind of just, just mindless eating. They're so good. Yeah. So delicious. They're not cheap, it's one pound eighty for like a little bag. But I think they last you kinda
4: two snack sessions yep. and they're so delicious and the Clear Spring rice crackers that have got sort of seaweed mm-hmm. through them as well are mm-hmm. all so good because they've got that real saltiness to them but they're not it's just the seaweed yeah. it's not bad stuff yeah they they're do a lot of good. those really delicious asian snacks because they, they've yeah. got those little black sea those, cracker sea, things yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah they're really mm-hmm. good dried
4: seaweed loads of healthy snacks mm.
3: Mm. I'm excited about this one 20 supermarket beauty bargain buys too good to miss Becky you wrote a piece on the thrifty beauty things we should be buying from Asda Lidl. So I want to know, really, you can buy your beauty stuff at the supermarket? Honestly, you
2: can. I mean, a lot of it is rip-offs from really good brands, but they are as effective (laughs) as their expensive counterparts. Especially with Audi, because we all know they have slightly copied the Jo Malone candles, but... The reason they can do it is because Jo Malone put their ingredients on the candles. So anybody can do, do that. Yeah. So I think it's because they just always put their ingredients on from the beginning. So Audi have done some really impressive duplicates. And I have to say, I personally don't think you could tell the difference. And they are at... A fraction of the price wow. my boyfriend's dad literally went and bought loads because he thought they were going to go out of stock because he was so the paranoid candles. the candles <laughs> they're, they're like six quid wow they're cheap. are they and big as well you can get the big like oh deluxe God. ones for <laughs> just as little so really impressive dupes mm-hmm. and some of the night creams at like marks and spencer's are 22 quid which okay on the surface sounds still quite a bit but they're sellouts because their formulas are so effective i mean one of the marks and spencer's one <laughs> ultimately. Sleep Cream had a waiting list for absolutely ages. I remember that. And who's
1: creating these creams?
2: Well, technically they're all being made in the same factory, but because it's under a high street shopping name, they can afford to make it. But it's obviously not the same products. No, it's not the same products, but it's very similar formulas. Oh. Definitely. So that was
3: the M&S formula, Absolute Ultimate Sleep Cream. And that was a bestseller. It completely sold out. It says 7,500 people were on the wait list Yeah, well. Massive amount. <laughs> so they're re-
2: really big and actually one of my favourite places for beauty buys is Marks and Spencers they they've have got really good brands
3: Oh, there. Mm-hmm. the best beauty range really worth checking out so come on what else hit us what else should we be looking at um, this?
2: one of my favourite brands is Yope and that is now sold at Waitrose yes
3: so I had a Yope hand
2: cream yeah. and had no idea that it was a cheapy thing it's literally mm-hmm. become a staple for everybody now so Yope is one of my favourite brands and also I think it's just the fun packaging they've just kind of clocked onto that it's all completely eco- friendly, really green. It's a really fun brand. Then also in Waitrose, they've got my favourite shampoo brand, which is OGX. I like that one when it's on special offer. It's the best. I mean, you can get it in boots as well, but if I'm taking you aisle by aisle, that is one of my absolute favourites. And Sainsbury's have some good ones too. They've got a new brand called Love Beauty and Planet, which is completely eco-friendly again, but you don't lose any of the benefits. They've got really gorgeous scents and they keep your skin feeling really smooth. So it's It is 100% worth checking out your local supermarket for beauty bites, especially if you are on a budget,
1: because chances are you can find things that work just as well. I actually get the M S Rose and Bay hand wash, which yeah. is like a mixture of two yeah. amazing dipty candles, basically. Yeah. Um, it's like £2.50. It's Ooh. amazing.
2: George, do the Blush Soft Touch Stick, which is really similar to our favourite Rosie Huntington-Whiteley oh, blusher.
0: Nice. I mean, again,
2: very similar. Probably isn't as creamy, but okay. if you want something for £3.95. I was going to say, how much is that? Yes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and is the Rosie
3: Huntington-Whiteley one an M&S one as well? Yeah.
2: Yeah, £15. I mean, that is, I will say, the formula of that is incredible. But if you are on a budget or if you are wanting to be a bit thrifty... The George Blush soft touch stick is a really great alternative.
3: Fascinating. Heather do you ever get anything?
4: I t- well I tend to do my shopping at Lidl and Morrison's which isn't on this list but <laughs> I do like yeah M&S the one in Brighton it's just before you go into the food bit if you ever wander there it's just got yeah the whole sort of yeah. beauty thing and I just like that they've got loads of different brands and yeah, they're only yeah. I think they're one of the few places in Britain where you can get skin which S-K-Y-N. Yeah. Oh, yes, um, yeah. The Icelandic Brand which I really works well with my skin, and you can get that at MS. Yeah, so, and they've got, got the got that odd thing there.
2: Yeah, they've, it's really impressive, really? honestly. And also, if you go to like a really big one, it's all laid out really clean. Yeah, it yes, is.
4: It's, it's nice. So, it's, it's a
3: great shopping experience. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I've ever seen beauty at MS. I need to like, oh my god, down. they've got Rodial, Wren, yeah. Ren. Yeah. yeah, they've got so many different brands. I think I only go to our little like actual one. Yeah, I need extend my M&S I get those
4: big core and yeah. some, yeah. Yeah. some nice
3: out. beauty bar. Right, yeah. Fascinating. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well for all of Becky's recommendations and more, do check out the piece on site. I'm gonna go shopping, wow. What does it mean to be original? Our Sheerlax contributor Clover Stroud who regularly writes the midlife column for us put that question to herself and to our readers last week off the back of a school project for her teenage daughter about what it really meant to be original. We're now asking the question, do you care? So I'm going to put it to you guys. What does being original mean to you? And do you care about being it? Heather.
4: It's quite tricky. I think maybe it was something I cared about more when I was a teenager just in that kind of rebellious way where you obviously want to be different from your parents or stand out for different reasons I suppose. I was the only goth in my school so I suppose you a goth? I was. You- <laughs> so I suppose in that sense it, I was trying to be original but now I suppose it's more about authenticity and just mm. trying to kind of live how you want to live
2: yeah, that's and so not
4: really caring about what other people might think about you. That's bit of a buzzword isn't it authenticity it is is. (laughs) do you care about being original
1: no I don't think so I think as you say Heather it's about being authentic and true to who you are and who you want to be and what you believe in and what you enjoy and like and you know the piece references Instagram a lot you know being a great place for inspiration but also can kind of lead you down a path of Mm. indecision and maybe confusion to what you think you should be doing and I think you often just need to take a step back and be like actually do I want to do that do I want to wear that do I want to go to that place or say that thing or whatever it's a minefield and you know I'm pleased I'm not a teenager I think in this time where you're on a path of exploration and discovering yourself and you know I feel like I know who I am now but I think it's difficult for young people Mm. and I like when she references you know looking at a young child and you know they haven't been tainted by anything in the Mm. world around them and I think our being their sort of purest self and I think that's really important as Mm. well that we just remind ourselves of those things. Mm.
2: Yeah, I mean, similarly, I would say when I was younger, I was much more about sort of fitting in and being a certain person. And you focus on that when you're younger. But I think I am slowly starting to learn that the second you actually like yourself and the second you just like who you are and what you're doing, you get this confidence that it's just who you are. And that to me is what original is that's yeah. your
1: original self. And-, and surely it's more difficult to try to be something that exactly. you're not than just be who you are. Keep up yeah, act. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> (laughs) exhausting yeah Yeah, and like you
2: said i think i can't imagine growing up in today's world and constantly especially when you're young and now they have got instagram i mean it used to just be msn which was bad enough but instagram now as a child i can only imagine i would have been like why don't i look like that why am i not Mm. it's hard so i definitely think there comes an acceptance with getting older and just learning to like who you Mm, are is the best way to be original
1: people are talking about it like we are now obviously there is instagram but then it's also very discussed Facade of it and everything mm-hmm. that goes oh, on yeah, behind that. Yeah. So.
3: I'm not sure that if you're 16 though and you're looking at Kylie yeah, Jenner and those people, that that's you know that's what yes, that you're, you're... going to be thinking. It's all fake. Mm. I think kind of tying it all into like what originality means. I think I care way more about being original now than I did as a teenager. As a teenager, I just wanted to fit in. Mm. I did, you know, mm. I just wanted to be as unoriginal as possible because the easiest thing to do was to to follow the crowd yeah. and to wear what people yeah. were wearing and do what people were doing. Whereas now I care way more about being original but that doesn't tie in with a lack of authenticity I think it's Mm. the opposite of that. To be my most authentic self is not to be following the crowd Mm -hmm. and not to be doing the cookie cutter way of doing Mm. things so actually finding original ways to do things sits way more comfortably with me Mm. whether it's my career, my wedding, whatever it may be, finding an original way to do that that feels different to what everybody's doing is actually really important to me so I think they don't have to be kind of mutually exclusive and one isn't necessarily a negative where ones a positive Mm. I also think it's important to remember that not everything you do has to break the mould it's this whole like new thing where you're expected to be so many different things right you're supposed to be like a curator and Mm. this and that and you're supposed to be so kind of unique in every different way and actually like you might just be shit at this and you might just actually be only really good at that and and I feel like there's a lot of pressure to be be original in what you're wearing and in what you're pitching to people in so many different ways of living your life and that's quite stressful
1: exactly like if you want to wear a plain jumper or read a book that everyone's read yeah yeah so mainstream nice that doesn't matter like mm-hmm. yeah have, it doesn't everything have to be sort of yeah it's quirk- so tricky. most things
4: yes. are popular for a reason yes. so yes. i don't yeah. think yeah there's any shame in exactly watching a tv program everyone's yeah, watching and not, because it's good and not just following it because everyone else is but yeah following it because actually you just really like yeah. it yeah
2: definitely
3: so clover who wrote this piece her daughter's suggested definition of originality was living in a colourful way without caring how other people judge you but doing things that really matter to you being original requires a certain amount of bravery because it also means standing out I get that as when I think of all the people I admire and the people Mm. who I would like to be like they are people who are in the purest definition of the word original Mm -hmm. and do do things their own way and I don't think Professionally Necessarily You get that far By blending into the crowd Yeah But that's not the same As always trying to be The What's the word Always trying to be A disruptor And, and I completely agree with you It's not about Always trying to Be the different one It's just mm. about Finding your voice It's in just it. about yeah. finding mm. You Just being true. true to You are I think Yeah, yeah. Oh, let's end by talking about some fashion. We did a couple of handbag stories last week. First up are white handbags to buy for spring. Lou, can you be buying oh, a white handbag? I love a white handbag. I think it was about a year ago when Charlotte and I did a shoot,
1: and one of the accessories was the little white wandler handbag, which I have loved ever since. I'm surprised <laughs> I don't <laughs> own yet because yeah, I'm going on about it for about a year. But I just think white handbag can really make an outfit feel just a bit
3: fresher and more spring light it's a bit unexpected it's, it's, exactly, yeah. Yeah. it's a statement it is a statement I got one from LM which is a small company which is just starting to kind of poke its head above the parapet and I love it it just makes everything feel a bit cooler it's a white yeah. crossbody mm. and it's got a big gold clasp on the front oh, and nice. yeah you can be wearing something really classic and then add a white bag and it feels mm. a and exactly. forward and I
1: think where like a black or a, you know dark navy whatever can sort of complement a look a white will like add something to your look yeah definitely
2: so true guys in the market for one i am actually because i always wear jeans and i feel like maybe that'll up my game yeah. a bit and i do need new bags because i don't really invest in good bags i'm a bit lazy with stuff like
3: that well the thing i would say about a white bag is it will get dirty That's yeah. my and, motivation. It is, and it is a trend <laughs> yeah. so i wouldn't necessarily spend a fortune no um, yeah on no, one. but no. that wonder yeah. one is particularly good yeah
1: and there are some good sort of mid-entry price point this sort of contemporary brands that are up in their game I'm, I think go with something small and a bit fun yeah the Chloe ones as well like if you mm. are looking for a classic they are amazing mm. and it's not your everyday you've got to be careful with it and you know put your leather protector on and yes. wipe it down but
3: of <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> course have some MS whistles there yeah. are also some MS actually, out there the m really getting they a shout do. out of this they podcast yeah. They, really are. yeah they do have some great accessories yeah <laughs> they do and the white MS and s boots they, they haven't even sponsored this podcast yeah. but um, <laughs> the white M S boots are also my absolute go-to I've had three pairs they're the best finally let's talk about rucksacks we wrote a piece about the 15 practical rucksacks to buy right now they're functional but I like to think stylish as well what do we think? Rucksack fans? I love a rucksack.
2: <laughs> I mean, I am a bit like that. I'm so casual in style. But I have had a hype rucksack. What's really, a hype really, rucksack? Okay, so they're really colourful and a bit rakey. And they're like those teenage ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> cringe. I remember I went out on a night out and I took it with me and all my friends were like, no, that, <laughs> that needs to go. So this really inspired me because some of them are really sleek they and black. And sleek. I just think, why not? You can get so much in a rucksack and you literally just put it on your back rather than worrying about things around your waist. I just think it's such a good idea and I'm a big fan of practicality, so I will be buying
4: one. You are right. They are so much better for your posture,
3: aren't they, than the toe bags that are all guilty of slapping things yes. around in Heather.
4: Yeah, I need a backpack and actually this came at exactly the right time because mm. I'm very much in need of one. And I do like yeah, the look of like the leather ones as well because yeah. it does smarten it up a bit. Cuz I think it can be hard <laughs> traditionally to make a backpack look sort of work-friendly, yes, but so true. yeah. I think it's always got some decent straps on and all for it.
3: I think that's the key to making it work. We have got a couple that are that kind of heavy <laughs> duty, but yeah, if you want something a bit sleeker and leather, even Eastpak do a really nice smart one. Because
4: I've got yeah. an Eastpak one that I've had. I remember I got given it when I was fourteen for school, and it's got like a twenty-year guarantee on. I was like, well, really? I'm not going to have that for twenty years, but I've still got it. They because do, yeah. I think I it does well. last, but yeah, it's not very cool if you go for a weekend away and trundle in with a navy uh, Pack.
3: My hero from researching actually was. Matte Nat which is the vegan yes, brand I look that. these are all Matte Nat aren't They're they nice. really cheap really yeah. actually the pink's nice I know the pink is not nice not as wearable but really yeah, nice they are really like fuss free and smart Ooh. and oh yeah oh yeah. yeah you like them. oh I know I'm just thinking
2: because I thought the Zara one because it's 1999 but now I'm like oh yeah the Matt and Nickel's
3: nice the Zara one's a bit more fashion whereas mm-hmm. these ones are a little bit more practical and, but still cool they look still cool, cool. Yeah. yeah I agree you so. slip your laptop in those well, yeah. exactly I'm not sure it's necessarily for the weekend but if you are looking for a practical way to bring your laptop and things like that to work then it's a great option well i think that's just about it for this week if you enjoyed that please do rate review subscribe and tell your friends and we'll see you next time
1: even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars